<coughs> until now, um, we've been focusing on what the Ramchal calls the Barberius Bershemai, on who the Bershem is. And fundamentally, just to summarize, um, there are three concepts. There's Echad, Yochad, and Miyuchad. Three terms that mean unity. Echad means one, Miyuchad means unique or special, right? Uh, echod, yochad means singular, and yuchad means yuchad is unique, is singular, whatever. Uh, so I mentioned the concept of echod means the concept of echod means that the Russian is absolutely one, not relatively one. Relatively one means it's only one, but it could be replicated or duplicated. Absolute oneness is it cannot that the laws of existence preclude or make impossible the duplication of that type of being. So it's an impossibility to be more than one type of, than, you know, as a being of that nature, God, is impossible to be two. So it's not that the Rosh happens to be one, it's impossible to be another. That's called absolute unity. That's Echon. <coughs> Yochid is Pashtus, simplicity. But the Rosh is simple, which means that he has no parts. He has absolutely no parts at all. <coughs> Not only that, you cannot cut him. There's no, you cannot divide him. It's an absolute singularity, which cannot be divided. It cannot be cut. The Russian has no parts. Not only that, but even who he is, he's identical with his faculties. <coughs> and when the Russian knows something, God is the subject of the knowledge, the act of knowing, and the knowledge in one. That is him. God is the knowledge, the act of knowing, and the new world. <coughs> See, you can't, you can't even separate that. Of course, we never heard of something like that. It's like, to us, what does that mean? You notice it's three things. The knower, the act of knowing, and the knowledge itself. In him, it's identical. It's, that's, he has everything <coughs> wrapped up in one. And you cannot separate it. Again, we don't know what that means, really. We've never seen such a being, but you know, this is in the Rambam. All this, a lot of stuff is in the Hilchi Yisrael, and so on. Uh, that's Echod, so that's Echod. Yochid is he simple. So the Bonshem is what? Is externally one. There's no other being like him. He is internally one, which means he's poshut, simple. And he's the only one, Eno Yomavadu. <coughs> means that he's really the only one, even after the creation. You see, if now nobody, wait, 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 wait. Nobody can penetrate that mystery. In other words, really, we really don't exist at all, even after the Bria. Now we don't know what that means, because how can a non-existent being know that it's non-existent? It's, it's an oxymoron, it's a stilmeneu bay. We do not know what that means. We cannot penetrate that mystery. To us, we exist. We seem to exist. Not only do we seem to exist, but we clearly <coughs> seem to exist independently of the Rajnam. He's there and I'm here. You're there and I'm here. Right? As far as we're concerned, we have an existence. But the Rajnam, nothing exists. And like Abraham Volodin says, Mamish. Mamish. And when the Rajnam says in one of the Nevi'im, you see, I have not changed. That's absolute. What do you mean you have not changed? There's you before the Bria, and there's you after the Bria, right? There's a change there, right? No. Vanichalisi means there is no change, means there is no Bria, Klapa, the Bershon. And 
And we, we do not understand what that means. I gave an example to illustrate that. It's probably the best example. You can give the concept of a dream and a dreamer. People goes to remember it. A guy who has a dream and two people speaking into each other in the dream. And one person says to the other, I don't, we don't really exist. So the guy says, what are you talking about? Of course we exist, we're talking to each other. He says, no, we don't exist like the guy sleeping. Really? While he's, he is, we are not. We're just a mental image of him. <coughs> and not only that, if he wakes up, we're gone. In other words, we don't even have the capacity to maintain our non-existence. Which is a steel in your bag, you know. How do you maintain non-existence, you know? Anyway, all these terms are... But like I say, we are limited. We don't really have an understanding. So therefore, the God is the only one. So, Echad Yochrim Yuchad, and in Kriya Shema, when you say Shema Yisrael Hashem Nakeh Hashem Echad, those three ideas are the Echad. People think, well, he's one, there's only one God. No, there's one God, there's absolutely one God. There's one God internally, he's a, he's a Echad Yochid, and he's Miyuchad, he's the only one, literally. So that's really what the premise of Shema Yisrael really is. Uh, and, I, and, I, and, and what I presented was, how do we understand this? So the way we understand it is that the Rabbanisham is existence per se. And we don't know what that means. Uh, because the only time we've ever seen existence is in an object that exists. In other words, if you see an object, obviously you see the object and you know it exists because you see it. So the phenomenon called existence reveals itself when something exists, when the existence is in something. That's how we know it is, you see. But, so that's how we know there's such a faculty or phenomenon called existence. If there was no such thing in the Bria, right, we would not know of the concept of existence except we would exist to observe that, whatever. So, in many ways, the Bansham is existence per se, and therefore we all emanate out of him from instant to instant. That's why if the Bansham stopped thinking about us, so to speak, we would all annihilate in an instant, because we do not have the ability to maintain our existence. Existence has to keep wanting us to be, to maintain the existence. Oh, these are the very important ideas, and I answer also <coughs> the fact that we say a bunch of existence, it answers many, many questions. Why he's all powerful, why he's all knowing, why he's all present, why he must be, why he's the only one, and so on. Why UK Vovke, why that's his name, Leos, why the Bunch said, Eya Sha I am the Amin, if you remember that, you know, and so on, it's all on the table and so on. Uh, it's all included in that idea that he is existence itself. Great. Okay. However, if you would ask me, well, is that it? Is this the greatest understanding we have, we can have of the Bansham? Uh, have we reached the bottom level of understanding? What would you say? What would you say? Of course, is this it? Of course. Of course. What, what, what else? What else is there? What? Of what we can understand or what there is to understand? No, of what we can understand. Have we reached the bottom line of explanation? Of who the Bansham is, you know? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, in you. No, in me, huh? <laughs> no, in me, I got something up my sleeve, huh? <laughs> and the answer is we have. We have. <clears throat> There's another level. There's another level that is so profound, it's almost dizzying, <clears throat> okay, of who he really is. Now, how do we even arrive at that, you know? We arrive at it with an interesting question. 
What did the Lordship create? What needed to be brought into existence? That is the question. So what do we have? Okay, so we know that objects are created. This is created entity, right? We're all created entities, right? Every object that is the Lordship created, that's the real. But besides objects, is that the only thing created? This is no. What about ideas, for instance? We have an idea called justice, peace, war, love, humanity, whatever. Are these, these are ideas, do they also need to be created? And the answer is yes. We can conceive of ideas, but even an idea needs to be brought into being. It's abstract. But an idea also needs to be brought into existence. So the Bershom created not only objects or things, he also created ideas itself. Now, an idea is an abstraction. An idea isn't a thing. It's an abstraction. Justice is not a thing. Nobody ever saw justice walking around. Except if it was a person named justice. But you've never seen justice. But you have the idea of justice. Well, why? And the answer is because the Bunchen created ideas. Not just things. Okay? What else did the Bunchen create? So we have objects, we have ideas. He also created the rules of existence. I don't know if you realize that. But there are rules of being, for instance. For instance. This cup, it exists. But can this cup exist and non-exist at the same instant in time? No. Can't. It either is or it ain't, as they say in correct English. Right? Or another idea. Can this cup be this itself and something else at the same time? No. It's either A or B. It can't be A and B simultaneously. Who made that? Why is that true? Like, who made that? The answer to Bernstein. In other words, it's called the transcendental laws of being. There are laws of being that transcend all things. And they cannot be violated. Nothing can be and not be at the same instant in time. Everybody agree on that? Quantum theory. There's a branch of science of quantum theory. I don't really understand what they sort yeah, that also has a very precise science exactly how yeah. it works. Right? Yeah, that's that's uh, exactly yeah, you know. But even that holds; it can't be and not be at the same time. It has everything. It can be or have the potential for being, you know. But even a potential is an actual in, in relative terms. But anyway, but anyway, uh, can this be itself and something else simultaneously? No. Can, between existence and non-existence, is there a middle? No. It's either A or B. There's no middle. It's called dichotomous. You see what I'm saying? Who made those laws? And I want to say those laws are very important. Why? Imagine you're learning something. You have a contradiction. You have A. Omar Rova. Rova says something. But how could Rova say this, right? <coughs> Let's say the Bryce says, Fakert. The opposite. What's the problem? Why can't Rova and the Brysa be the exact same thing? Because if something can be it and something else at the same time, so contradictions can exist. Can it? 
You see, then our whole reasoning process falls apart. In other words, if A, which contradicts B, can be both at the same time in one object, there's no contradiction. Or the whole concept of contradiction falls apart. You see, that's why we have logic. Logic really is based on reality. And in reality, something cannot be itself and its opposite at the same instant. Therefore, we have the concept called contradiction. Interesting. So our whole logic is based on what? On reality or the <coughs> laws of reality. Interesting. If the laws of reality were different, we could not learn. Because there's no contradiction. Because something could be itself and its opposite at the same instant in time. <coughs> well, that's what exists. Can something exist and non-exist at the same instant? If the answer was yes, well, that's it and its opposite at the same time. So there's no contradiction. The whole, the whole thinking process collapses, you see. Now the question is, who made this? And the answer to Bershom. <clears throat> so the interesting thing about it is, wait a minute, is this absolute or relative? Can the Bershom change the rules? Can he make something exist and non-exist at the same instant in time? And the answer is yes, he could. Is there anything he can't change? He can do whatever he wants. And you know, where, did, where, did you, where do you see this? Where do we see a classic case of something that is and is not at the same instant in time? Where do you see something? A where? A dream. No, a dream is what it is. It's not not is. You, if you define a dream as a mental image during a specific state that the individual enters... So at that time, it has to be real. Exactly. I mean, real in the sense <clears throat> of what a dream is. No. Give me an example. Very good. Yeah. How could it? Excuse me. It violates the laws of being. <coughs> but see? The, that but not really. I can answer. It's different facets. No. is not. It's opposites. With different facets, it wouldn't be Eilu That the Chazal referred to the opposite kind of concepts. But there's a, there's a way to get out of that. They're saying is <coughs> No, you know what? doesn't say Eilu V'Eilu exist. It says this and that are the words of God. What does that mean? It doesn't if you say. Said, if you said it, your Bashan agrees to it. Because the Torah is. Well, is, not is, we, but it's established they down here. <coughs> yeah, but what does it mean? How can be Eilu V'Eilu Divrit Kim Chayim? How can that be? How can, how can the Bashan say A is correct and B is correct when they're exact opposites? You know why? Because it doesn't mean A is correct and B is correct at the exact same time. It means these are the words of the Bershlam, which means that these are the things that can do the Tikkun. What <coughs> does the Tikkun? It's up to the Bershlam. The Bershlam can have A do the Tikkun, or the exact opposite of B do the Tikkun. But A and B don't exist at the same time. It's just that they can, say, they can both perform the same act. Which are true. Which one is true? Wait, wait, wait. Everybody, wait, wait, they're both true. But not that they're true in the fact that they both can exist at the same time. No. This A exists and B exists. It's something different. But in terms of the fact that they both can, they're both the words of the living God in the sense that they are both applicable to do the tikkun. And as we think, if we do the mitzvahs, that does the tikkun. But the Bible would say, no, I can have something else to do the tikkun. You see? And it was this Tana holds, this is the halacha. And Beis Shammai holds, this is the halacha, right? And Beis Hill says, no. One says you can, and one says you can't. 
So which does the tikkun? And the answer is either one. You see? So it's not a violation of the laws well, of which existence is at all. The question was which one was MS? There is no MS. God makes the MS. MS, what is, what's the definition of MS? What's the definition of truth? How do you define the word truth? That conforms with reality. Thank you very much. That which conforms with reality. Correct? What reality are we talking about? Are we talking about the reality of the halacha or what the halacha does? <coughs> which is what it does. So if Beishamah says kosher, right, it's kosher and you can eat it. If Basil says it's possible or for whatever, then you can't eat it. So either way can do the tikkun if the bunch of wants. You see? So it's not a contradiction in terms of what I'm saying. It doesn't violate the laws of being. But there is something that does violate the laws of being. So that's a great thought, but I, I, I wouldn't use it as a proof, because I can get around it. You're talking an object or, or an idea? Uh, I, I, what, what, an object where do we see something violate the laws of being? The Aramidish is... The Aramidish, exactly, beautiful. If you measured, the arm was what? I think it's uh, three amas or whatever, five amas, whatever. Well, I'm sorry, whatever. If you measured the, the, the total distance from one end of the Kurdish Kurdish and the other, I think it was ten amas. Yeah. If I remember correctly, right? Yeah. However, the arm itself was in the middle, took up space. Right? So if you measured the arm, right, from one end of the arm to here, and then the other end of the arm to here, right, right, you would get exactly ten amas. Excuse me. Uh, you would get from one end to the other, you would get 10 amas. But that's impossible because the, uh, the arm took up space in the middle. But you can look at the arm, you can touch it, but it wasn't from the midah. It didn't exist in space. It wasn't a thing that, <coughs> you know, it's, you could look at the arm and it was a, a true a thing, it was an object. Yet when you measured it in terms of dimensions, if you measured this was 10 amas, if you measured from one side of the arm to the, it was five amas, and the other was five amas. But wait a minute, it took up space, didn't it? Didn't take up space. That's a violation of being. Cool. Which means that the arm existed and non-existed at the same time. So when you looked at it, it existed. When you measured it, it didn't. Is that possible? <coughs> is the same thing. What? The Kfurasa Shemayi is the same thing. Who? The Kfur of Bayi No, we just don't know where it is, which just doesn't exist. So the Gemara says they went on top and then they went what? to the back. You see it. The Gemara says they went, they went, they wanted to see the the Kaver Moshe. They went up, and they saw it below, and they went down. They saw it up. Okay, so that's a, that's that could be a difference of perspective. You know, it exists, but somehow we were not able to locate it in space. But we didn't. But it was. How could something not be minamida? Maybe up your mind. You know what I'm saying? If, you can, if, if it has measurement, it needs to exist. When you measured, it didn't exist. You see? So that seemed to have violated the laws of being, which makes sense. Because Torah is not part of the reality that we know that, of. Is that mitzad the aron or mitzad the mokin? Because the aron was made by a person. But so it's, maybe it's just, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not the aron, it's the mokin that was in the middle. It was, no, yeah, but the aron is in the mokin. So how do we get away so from that? So which part, what... It, the orange, the, the the, the, if you measured it, it didn't exist. But if you looked at it, it tapped it, it did exist. No, if you took the orange out of the Kaisha Kadoshim, it did exist. It only didn't exist within the Kaisha Kadoshim. But how could that be? What's the okay, I'm saying, but it was, it was So a, fine. So you're saying all it did is violated the laws of being in the Kaisha Kadoshim. How do you know that? It's still a violation. How do you know that? How do you know that? It, 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 
Because they carried it around. So, but well, they carried it. 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 They were carrying something. In fact, they didn't carry it. They were. It had. They they held up to the bar. It's like and they they were carried by the horse. It takes up space. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's an object, it's a thing. No, but if you measured it, put it in any room, in any place, it would say measurement. It would, no, wouldn't there's no measurement. Maybe it wouldn't be a measurement, I don't know. It's whatever it is, it's, it's a, it seems to be a contradiction, it's a violation it's, of the law. In support of what he's saying, anyway. in support of what he's saying, it was in basically, they were like Shishim Rebid uh, people over there. Yeah, they still had four arms. there, and they all had Dalarambis. Same, so how same. Do you explain that? Exactly. They were there. Yes. They were there. You're right. But the space was the thing that expanded. But we don't know how that works. Right. I mean, it, it seems that there are 600,000 people there, right? I mean, they it were seems there. that there were much less because each guy had four arms on each side. How, how can you do that? So there's something going on there we don't understand. I, I don't get too far into it because, you know, but it, you get my gist. But the Russian can make, he can violate the laws of being. In other words, he's not even held to that account. So therefore, he determines not only what is, but how it is. That's how absolute he is, you see. So this is what we've come to understand. That's what existence is. The Russian is existence, means he has absolute deo on the, on the rules of existence, not only what is, but how is it, its conditions. You see, okay. So we've arrived at that very important uh, idea, but now we come to a very important concept because <clears throat> we'll go down to level four, which is the deep. As far as I'm concerned, it's the deepest level, and most people don't even realize this. Velvi, have a smile. But you got a chair. That's my son. I'm very proud of. Anyway, <laughs> because he's coming to my share now. Anyway. <laughs> but here's what, what most people do not realize. We know that the Russian created things, right? Objects, thoughts, ideas. And he also created the laws of existence, which is beyond. It's incredible. But here's the question. Is there anything <coughs> that exists but does not was not created. In other words, did anything coexist with God that didn't need to be created? Yes or no? Did you change that? Or no? That's the question. Here's the question again. We know what was created, but is there anything we can point to that coexists with God, which means it didn't have to be created? It always was also. No, no. no, it's no. no. there is nothing that coexists with God. Nothing. What does that include? That means every object had to be created. Every thought had to be created. Every idea had to be created. Yes? Now, what about the idea called existence? <coughs> Did existence exist? Or is that a nivra itself? 
Existence is only God. God is the only thing that, that exists. Wait, 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 wait. So? The phenomenon called existence. Forget, or That's the also idea. an idea. The That's idea. also an idea that God wait, created. Wait, wait. The idea of existence. Is that an is that a nivra or not? Has to be nivra. I mean, any, any concept. In other words, any concept is a nivra. Is the word God a nivra or not? The word, yes. <laughs> you need to be quiet for why <laughs> unfold this, or else. <clears throat> is the idea of God a nivra or a nimsa? A nimsa means it always was. And a nimva means it was created, there was a time that did not exist. The idea of God, is that a nivra or a nimsa? It has to be nivra. It's a nivra. <coughs> that means this idea was brought into existence. God exists. Is a nivra. Now wait a minute. Now say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Getting dangerous. What? Getting dangerous. No, no, no. But that tells you something beyond belief. That everything that we understand or view is a nivra. Therefore, there is no idea whatsoever that truly describes God, even the concept called existence. Because God had to make exist existence. You see, existence is a fundamental fabric of the Bria. But that itself is a nivra. Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. God <coughs> exists in a way that is not existence. We don't know what the alternative to that is. You see, our problem is that the concept of existence is so basic, we do not know its alternative. Then, wait a minute. Of course, you don't exist. But we know you don't not exist either, because we know you are. But wait a minute. You are means that you created the concept of you are. So like, who in the world are you? It's like, you know, you really get caught up in language here. We don't know. The atmos, if you want to use that word, which itself is a nivra, who God is, is unknown. Not because he's existence. I'm going to a lower level now, deeper. Because there is no word that coexists with him that can say that's who he is. There is nothing at all that can describe God. There's nothing. There's, you cannot even say God is existence. That's the nivro that God created to say, I'm going to represent myself to you as this existence. That's the Ein <coughs> Sof, wow. exactly. The Ein Sof is not God. See, that's the mistake. <clears throat> I'm, in other words, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the rug out of the whole business. You see, we don't know who God is. Why? Because there is no word or idea or anything that refers to him. Everything had to be created. But he's beyond all words. And we don't know what that is. Because we don't have the idea. Because it doesn't exist. In other words, God is so unknowable that even the word unknowable doesn't apply to him. So he didn't always exist. <clears throat> As as apicosis as that sounds, <laughs> yes. Baron so, said so. that he created an Some. Now then, now we're going to talk about the sequence of the development. But I'm now going back to the beginning. Who the Bosham is is not knowable. Why? 
Because any idea that we say that's him is a nivra. So it can't be him. Because it was a nivra. There was a time that that word or idea didn't exist. So the question then, who is he? We don't know. We, we don't have the language or the ideas or the words because everything had to be created. You know what it's like? It's like God created a bubble. Like, like a, bu a bubble. And in that bubble, he created objects, ideas, and the transcendental laws of being, and the word or the phenomenon, existence itself. It's in that bubble. But wait a minute. If you step out of that bubble, I don't know. So when you there is nothing that can describe him. That's what the Bansham says in the Novi. <coughs> he says twice, he actually says, Who are you going to compare me like, and I will be that? Nothing. You, know, you can't compare me to anything. There is no idea whatsoever that refers to me. Well, wait a minute. There is. You exist. Sorry, guys. Even that word doesn't refer to me. But then the question is, then who are you? What are you? What are we talking about here? Unknown. And when you remove all the concepts and ideas, yes. and you remove all the creation, you're compelled to want to say there's something there. But in that word is the... Is, is, is a nivra is itself. Thing. So you can't have things, but there's not a vacuum there either, or an emptiness. But there is. But, that em but it's not that there's an emptiness. There's something in that emptiness that... You can't even say it's a thing. We don't know what it is. We, we, we don't have the idea. We, we come <coughs> up to the emptiness and stop. You see, we can't go beyond that which we have no conception about. You see, that's the <coughs> problem. So therefore, the, when the version says, the because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is called HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he's separate from everything. He's removed. That's what it means that there's no word that you can refer to me and that's what I am. Even the word God is, is not me. So that's Haya Who? Haya. That's the that's the Bria. So what the Rosham do? So so what they do is who is that's why it says Lloyd Mir Tehidah. Dovah Melech says Tehillim. You want to praise God? What's the greatest way to praise God? Say nothing. Demir. Silence. That's it. The greatest praise to Rabbanisham is silence. Wow. What praise. Yeah, because silence means, I don't know, I don't have an inkling. That is the greatest praise. Because that means you are masik. That there is no word that can describe him in any which way. So therefore you're silent. That's why. Why would silence be praise? It's not because he's infinite and therefore you've got to keep talking for the rest of your life. It's not the, that's, the problem of knowing God is not the problem of the fact that God is infinite. That's a mistake. The problem of not knowing who God is, right, is not only because he's existence per se. We don't know what that is either. Now I'm going deeper. The problem is that there is no idea that refers to him whatsoever. Even the word God is, is a nivra. This all comes from the, the fact that he's yachid, that there could be nothing else? No, those are all nivroim. I'm saying that... Why could he... I'm, I'm saying, where do you, wait, how do you come to... Now, how do you now come God to, obviously has a problem. Because, it, 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 it was, it, because there's nothing <clears throat> that coexists with him. And meanwhile, what does he want to do? He wants to bring a zulosai. So God has to create the concept of other. There's no such word as other, you see. 
There's no such existence as other. There's no such existence as Echad. Unity doesn't exist. Oneness doesn't exist. Existence doesn't exist. But we don't know what the alternative is. Uh, so here's the Rebbe that now wants to bring. So first, the Rebbe creates a bubble, right? Which is the whole concept of Zulosoi, other. He has to create the concept called other, right? That came now, before the concept of existence? Or? Yeah, first existence. First. Existence came first, huh? Yeah. First the ain't then the Well, now we can begin to figure it out. Okay, which, well, let's take a look at the sequence of Bria, uh, right? And so on. So the, the first thing we start off with Unknowable, unmentionable. Atzmusay, right? my word for it is Atzmusay. Even though Atzmusay itself is a word, but there's no way I can talk about it unless I have no vocabulary. <coughs> so Atzmusay is the first concept, which means that nothing applies to him. Nothing. Okay. is a nivra? Ainsof is a nivra. So what does the Bansham do? He creates the first thing, right? The first thing he creates, right, is the Ainsof. What is the Ainsof, really? Ainsof is not God, it's not Him, but it's what's called His first representation. What is the first representation of God, really? What is it? Existence. That's it. Ainsof is pure existence. Because the Lotsa? You know, it's funny, it's all simultaneous. Zulosai. Perfect being. Zulosa has existence, what I do at that point. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, in a sense. Actually, actually, what's very interesting, Zulosa is not the first word, no. Because the first thing that God creates is the Ein Soif. Ein Soif is a perfect being, it's existence itself. And he says to, and then he says, as far as you're concerned, that's who I am. I'm perfect being, which is existence itself. That's the Ein Sof. What does that mean? Now, That's but there's no Zulosa yet. Because perfect existence does not allow anything else to exist. Because if it's know. perfect, means no nothing can exist in a, by a perfect being because it has to have Shlita over even, everything. Even though it's not him, but it's not Zulosa yet. It's not him. It's like the, it's, it's if not it's not him, him, it has to be Zulosa. What? If it's not him, it has to be Zulosa. No, there's no such thing as Zulosa. Ein Sof is, there is no Zulosa by an Ein Sof. Zulosa is not even, Ein Sof does not have a Zulosa. That's why it's an Ein Sof. It's perfect. A perfect being has no, is a perfect Echod. That's the problem. It was the first being that's created <coughs> is Ein Sof. But that has no Zulosa. Ein Mavadoi is the property of a Shalom Digger being. No, but Ein Sof itself is Zulosa. No, there is no Zulosa relative to him. Because he's not something that should be a Zulosa. Uh, it, it cannot be applied to God. You see, it's all within the vocabulary already. You see. So the first thing that the Bonshim creates is Ein Soif. Ein Soif. Ein Soif is a perfect being. And that is existence itself. That's the first thing that's created. But existence itself does not allow anything else. Because it's perfect. Ein Mavado refers to that type of being. So therefore that now has to create the concept called Zulosai. What's the relation? You understand what I'm the, saying? The Ein Sof and, and that's However, I want to tell you something interesting. My conjecture is. Bear with me? So we see that the first Nivro, so to speak, 
is what's called the representation of God. Like that's his ambassador. And that's the only way you can know him, and that's Ein Soif. Ein Soif is some, it's, it's a being that exists itself. And as far as we're concerned, that's him, Ein Soif. But Ein Soif itself does not allow a Zulosoi. That's why it's Ein Soif. So Zulosoi now has to be the second act of creation. But the only way Zulosoi can come into being, right, is if a word, an operation exists before that, which is Simpson. So the Ein Soif has to contract, so to speak, but it's not a physical contraction. It's some type of, of allowance of a, a Zulosoi. So you have Ein Soif, the first thing created. The second thing is the ability of Ein Soif to conceal itself in a way which allows a Zulosoi. So therefore, symptom is the operation in which this Ein Soif can contract or conceal, whatever that means. So symptom is the second Nivra. It's the second Nivra, yes. And symptom allows a Zulosoi. That's so the third. Even in so Shemayim, the Shem is in Shemayim and, and Malachim. They're still are, dealing <coughs> Those are all the way down the line. We don't even think about that yet. We are so at the beginning, the Nishom is like, that's like an afterthought, so to speak. Nothing gets past the end so. Nothing, nothing gets before it, except the Atzmusa. However, I want to tell you something interesting. There is a word that exists, there is an idea that's created simultaneously with the end so. There is an idea. Very strange concept. No. Something better than that. Something better than Shlemus. Something better. MS? No. No. There's some, and that is, the, that is the essence of the Bria. Infinity. Infinity. What? Infinity. No. Who? The word that exists simultaneously with this Ainsoif. And in fact, that word is responsible for the type of Nubria there is. You see, you don't realize that, but the basics of our Bria is the phenomenon called existence. Why is, why is the basics of this Bria <coughs> something called existence? Because the truth is, the Bansham created a totally different Bria that doesn't have the phenomenon called existence. It has an alternative, which we cannot massive, because we cannot go out of the bubble. <coughs> so there is a word to describe this type of priya. What the word is? No. No. I will tell you what the word is. The word is toiv, good. The Russian said, I'm going to make a priya that is the essence of toiv. This priya is toiv. So you're saying it's flavored existence? Toiv is the concept that determines the type of Bria there will be. How do we see this? Because remember after the Bria, the Bible says, Bayar is kolashes also ki toiv mioid. It was very good. It was very good. What does that mean, very good? Because that word toiv was the original word. And therefore everything corresponds to it's, it's like a guy summing up. It's like a sum up. What about it's you know? Opposite. Everything I did was toiv. Who made toy? Is that what you wanted? Because that's what I wanted in the first place. You see? Wait, 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 that's the remez. And of course, toiv, right? What's the next word after that, toiv? Moid was very good. Why? Because moid is the same oasis as Adam. It wasn't in the very beginning. 
I mean, he's a toivu, much later. No, he's toivu. No, that's what he means. When, when a guy sums up his work, he says, you know, when you mention ki toiv ma'id, that's the sum up. Wait a second, toiv ma'id goes from the Yitzhah Harer, Ashley says, no? No, yeah. <laughs> but does that mean that Rav had... You understand, the whole Bria is toiv ma'id. Yitzhah Harer, evil. All of this is toiv ma'id. The totality of all that is in that bubble is toiv ma'id. Now, what is toiv? That's itself, it's an interesting concept. What is toiv, really? You understand what I'm doing? I started from the beginning. Which means that nothing coexists with him, even the word God is. Which is what? Tai would be that everything, it, it, it perfectly interconnects with each other. There's a symmetry or whatever you want to call it. There's nothing the same. No, Tai is a concept, and the Bria conforms to Tai. That's why he uses it at the end. What's Tai? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What is it, So when was it created, Tai? In, the ain't soif is toiv. So existence is toiv? No, that's... Yes, exactly. It's the same exact The fact that the fabric or the underlying concept of this real, this being, is the best, is toiv. Toiv is so mugbal. How could it be ain't? Well, toiv simply means good. Yeah, but the things that are... Or desirous, or, or whatever. They could be uh, rad. How could the ain't soif be toiv? No. So it has to be much, the, yeah, much before The greatest thing... What's the greatest idea in this Bria? What's the greatest gift that God gave us? That nothing beats it. What? No. What? No. He'll say himself. His no. Presence, his presence. No. His no. What? No. I mean, this toy, whatever it is. No. No. Tyra. Tyra. No. MS. No. What's left? What's left? <laughs> Gentlemen, if I ask you, what is the greatest gift that God has given you? Life. What? Life. Who? Existence. Existence. You are. You can't beat that gift. Because what's the alternative? Non-existence. And that's pretty bad. Right? Come on, right? Uh, you know? Okay, now existence itself, yes, has many, what? Improvements. Yeah, good life is better than just life. Right, right? But you could have existed as a bug. As a stone. As a stone? Is that good? Wait, that's so good to be a stone? You have to ask the stone. How many would rather not exist? I mean, right. Right. No, 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 no. No. Yes, of course. No, they, everybody wants to exist, but they have a terrible existence, so they don't want to exist terribly. But they love to exist like good. Nobody has a uh, nobody has a claim. Uh, Ellie, born by itself is not good. Like Wait, let's go back. Wait, let's go back. Let's go back. We we we're at the bottom of being. You need to follow me. Once you do this, then everything makes sense. Again, Atzmusoy is not comprehensible because nothing exists to describe it. So the Bosham created what's called, let's say, a bubble. In that bubble, right, he's outside the bubble. It means there's nothing can be applied to him, thanks. There is no word, idea, nothing that can be applied to him, even existence. 
But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, we just don't know what the alternative is. Now, the first thing he creates is a being that will represent him. And that being is existence itself. Why does this Bria have the phenomenon called existence? Now, to us, what do you mean why? Because then what else would it have? Again, there are alternatives. You don't realize there are alternatives to existence. But we have no inkling of what that means. Because we know, wait a minute, either you are or you're not. Well, what alternative is there? We don't know, just like we don't know who God is. It's beyond human comprehension. It's beyond comprehension of the Bria. In fact, the ability of the Roshim to create is so beyond belief. Listen to this. The Rabbanishim could have created, and we don't know, maybe he did, an infinite amount of separate creations. Listen to this. Each fundamental phenomenon in that creation never duplicating any of the others. Wow. You talk about mice. You talk about my omkumakrishna. We don't know. The Torah is the blueprint of this Bria. That's all it is. But the Torah is not a dealer in the total acts of God. We don't know. The Moshim can have an infinite amount of Moshe Rabbeinus, so to speak, and Klai Yisrael's, you know, whatever that is, you know. In fact, he could have an infinite amount of separate creations, None, no creation in any way imitating or duplicating any concept in the other. Not even type. Not even type, exactly. What is, what or not even existence. <laughs> so then, what in the world is that? When you want to talk about the power of God, you have no concept of what power is. I love these guys running around President, you know, President Obama. These guys, you know, the power. Of it. These guys are, uh, these guys are a hole in a vacuum. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> a hole in a vacuum, right? You know what a vacuum is? Nothing, and they're a hole in that. That's how insignificant they are. You know, that's what power, power is the ability to do whatever they want in an infinite series. <laughs> you like that much? You know, hold the vacuum, right? Absolutely. So what is Tov? Yes, Tov is created with the... With the <coughs> no, no. Tov is the property or the feature of a perfect being. So where was so, that created so in relation to, to the well, answer? That is Ainsoyf. That is, uh, maybe two separate concepts, if there's existence and Tov as separate concepts, as we know them. It's but. It, true, but wait, the concept of Tov is only revealed after the Tzimtzum. <clears throat> uh, so we can apply the word Tov to the tzim, before the Tzimtzum, so but it doesn't exist in the tzim, in, in the Tov. So it's, it's a concept but, that was brought out after? After, the, that we know that this is the Tov. So first he made the, he made the existence and then he said, okay, now we're going to introduce a flavor called Tov, tov into the... Yeah. Existence. Yeah, yeah. But we, we that's never define. Because that's the only way you can think about it. We haven't defined toiv yet. So what I'm, what, what, as far as I'm concerned, what toiv really is, is being per se, existence. Toiv is being. But then you're saying it's the same thing. Oh, it is. Without oh. differentiating the words, yeah, yeah. We don't know that the Ainsayf's only creation is our world. Maybe the Ainsayf, there was one time, so maybe he made twenty bubbles. Well, that's what, exactly what I said. Right, so but what they made, but each bubble not replicating anything in the other bubble. That's even after the insight. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, even no, 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 no. The insight is the introduction to this bubble. But but maybe. <coughs> you know, only this bubble. No, because that. Maybe twenty 
No, listen, listen carefully, no. Because existence is the underlying idea of everything. <coughs> everything in our bubble. Correct. In our bubble, yes. But we don't know what's outside the bubble. Inside is outside our bubble. No, it's the first thing in the bubble. No. Oh, you, you don't mean the halal. The bubble's not the halal. No, no. The halal is later on. I didn't get to the halal yet. So for the first I, I'm at the beginning, literally, of, of all things, you know? Yeah, but we, but how do we know that? We don't know that the, the Ain Saif is, all the Ain Saif is flavored with Taif. I mean, just the area yeah. that creates us. All I'm telling you is there's a possible. By Ya'alakim, it's Kala Sha'asa. Our Bria, sure. You know that our Bria is the Bria. Maybe uh, there's others. Kala Sha'asa. No, no, Kala Sha'asa. What is Kala Sha'asa? That's our Bria. Now, there could be other Bria's, which I'm saying. Yeah, but but, but I, don't, I have no idea what that is. What? Kala Sha'asa is a food to English? Why not? Yes, of course. Everything. also is an inclusive term. Anyway, okay. So we have atzmusoy, which is beyond. We have the bubble. We have the einsoyf, and now the bosham is now einsoyf does not admit of anything. So now the next nivro is the concept called simsum, where the einsoyf can do something to itself that allows a zulosoy. Without simsum, there's no zulosoy. You see, well, in other words, Ain Soy fills everything, it is everything. There is nothing else. <coughs> but it's pure existence. Therefore, the next thing is Simpson, which means it's an operation which the Ain Soy performs on itself, which in some mystical way now allows an other, right? And now the Russian creates an other, right? How? Because he creates Simpson again. That creates a hollow. That's where the eight kind begins. But in relation, in relation to the hollow is the entry of Zulusa. Got it? But in relation to Atzmusa, Ainsof is Zulusa, really? Yes, correct. That's right. So it's, it is. It's but there's no word before that. Right. It's Simpson creates the color? What? Yeah, Simpson creates the color, yeah. And that's the beginning of Kabbalah. Where the Kabbalah starts with Ainsof, and because of Ainsof, it's Mamalakal Mokum, which is perfect being, right? And then what it does, Ainsoy is Mitzamtzim itself, Simpson, and it creates a, a, a hollow. That hollow is the capacity that is Zulosoy. And then the hollow, then it, the acts of creation begins. You see. Got it? Who, who do we refer to? Now, the first thing created in the hollow is what? What's the first reality created? What's the first Zulosoy reality? Uh, the first Zulosoy reality, okay? Or? Who? Light? Yeah, okay. But the first Zulosoy that's created, okay, is the spheres. Whatever they are, it's unknown. Those are things which emanate, or they appear after the Tzimtzum, the spheres itself, okay? They are the elemental forces of the Bria, okay? Now, they, the first, the ten spheres, which are the elemental forces, after the tzimtzum, okay, create the first reality. It's called an oivam. That reality is Adam Kadmon, or primordial man. It's called man. Yes. Why is it called man? Because it's a okay, loss. so that's the question. No, everything is a loss after that, right? Uh, now, I want to tell you something very interesting. I've never seen it, so it's my stuff. I believe this is to be true. The greatest gift 
that God gave us is to be. The second greatest gift to be, that he created is to be in this way, right? As what? We are, right? Is to be living and not organic, be a bit inorganic. Organic means to be living. Actually, it means to be, have the capacity of carbon as the base, whatever. But it's living, not only living, but living as what? As a human. Because a man is a rational animal. Think he's an animal, which means he has a body and senses, but he's rational. He can think and so on. But we have an even greater gift is that we are Jews. And that gift is means we can actually change reality. It's our job to make to change the realities that God made, and there are five of them, to retransform Oilam Hazir into Oilam Habo. That's what we need to do. That's what Jews do, by the way. We fix realities. We change realities. We retransform realities back into the original reality called Odin Kadman. Is it perfect reality? Yeah, Odin Kadman comes here now. Yeah. What yeah. is Odin Kadman? Well, what is interesting is Odin Kadman <coughs> is Odin Harbo. We change Odin Hazer. We go through the different realities which constitute Odin Hazer, and there are four of them. Okay, but we get out of Odin Hazer and we go into Odin Harbo, which is infinite. Ulam Haba is a reality which never ends, it goes on forever. You see, the real question is what happens in Ulam Haba? What do you mean? Ulam Haba, the future world, the world to come. What? You, are you referring to Ghanaian or after Mashiach comes? Like, after Mashiach comes okay. and he dies and the whole world changes. So Ulam Haba is a world, right? There is no Ulam Haza anymore. I didn't go through the Tukufas of that. You know, because uh, there's a certain amount that can cover. But, um... It's totally uh, spiritual, Oilum Haba. Yes. No, no, no. So is Oilum Haba. Oilum Haba is also spiritual. Oilum Haba is more than spiritual. Oilum Haba has a material mamashes to it. Oilum Haba, correct. But Oilum Haba will not have that. No, wait. But there are four different realities or worlds in Oilum Hazer. Got it? We are in the lowest one called Oilum HaShofel, the lower world. But even Oilum HaShofel, this universe, has seven heavens, Echolos, seven. And beyond that, and that's Oilum that's Asiyah. Above Asiyah is Yitzira, that's completely spiritual. Malachim inhabit that world. Then above that is Oilum Bria, world of creation, right? There are Malachim in that world, much greater than the Malachim in Yitzira. That's all spiritual. Then the world above that is called Atsilas, where there are no living beings. There's just God in a lower Giloi, in a lower revelation. But that revelation that God has in Atsilas is the greatest revelation for Ilum Hazer. So why is there a low revelation? Because after that, that's Ilum Hazer. Ultimately, all those four worlds will disappear and be retransformed into the next world, which is the fifth, which is the highest. And that's called Oilam Habo or Odum Kadman. The reality of that world is in, we do not know what that is. It's beyond comprehension. And not it's beyond How do we know it's going to be transformed to that? That the whole point is to retransform. Zikoch. So where, do we, that? where do we as individual quote unquote So what what our job is ultimately to retransform each reality. Will we exist in I, that fifth 
Yes, well, that's Oilam Habbo. But you said that it's only a Baruch Hu, or we will exist. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah, my, the question is what happens in Oilam Habbo? It's an interesting question. <coughs> it's purely spiritual. What happens there? There's an interesting Chazal that says, All that which the Nevi'im prophecy is only about Yom HaMashiach. That's it. But Yom Haba, nobody ever said in the Vu about it, other than the fact that there will be. Right? Nobody ever described it. You know, we find Yom HaMashiach describing Shia, the wolf, will, you know, the wolf will dwell with the lamb, the normal plowshows into weapons, and all that stuff, right? That's a description of Yom HaMashiach. That's not a description of Yom <coughs> So that's what the Gemara and Brachos says. I am Ross, so the eye has never beheld. What is concealed away or stored for the righteous in the future world. Nobody knows. <clears throat> okay. However, there is a way of an interesting way of theorizing what will be there. Would you like to hear it? This is a first. Let me ask something. Everything in this universe varies. Everything. All objects vary from each other. Different characteristics, different attributes, right? But there's one thing that all objects have in common. What is that? Existence. Existence. We all are. You're different than me, right? You look different, you sound different, etc. This table also exists, but it's very different than us. All objects have different characteristics. But there's only one thing we have in common, and that's we all are, we all exist, right? So there are variations in objects. There are differences in objects, right? Is there a variation in existence itself? Interesting question. We say no. You either is or you ain't, as they say, right? You either are or you are not. There's no middle ground, correct? What happens if there is? That would mean that existence has degrees. Doesn't it? That's what we mean. That there's a degree of being. We don't know what that means. Because with us, it's either you are, you are plus, or you are minus. There's no degrees of existence. I can't exist more. I am. You see. I can have better life, but I can't be more. I am. So, as far as we're concerned, we can either be or not be. But we cannot be more than we are. I mean, in, in, the, in the faculty called existence. Yeah, you can be a great Talmud Chochem. But that's not existence, that's the characteristics that you use. If the Rabbanishlam, in terms of its Ein uh, is existence per se, what happens in Elam Habo is very interesting. You exist more, which is something we've never seen. Is it possible that we're... Wait. You got that concept, even before you ask. <laughs> we're in Tzimtzum, aren't we? Wait, wait, what? We're in Tzimtzum. We're part of the Tzimtzum. We are the result of the Tzimtzum. So is it possible that Oum Haba is we become unsymptomized? <clears throat> well, that's what it means. We become unsymptomized. Yes, it's a reversal it's of a reversal the Tzimtzum operation. Tzimtzum. Yeah, but the question is... What is now what happens? What does it mean to reverse the symptoms? We become more connected to the Rebbeinu What does that mean? What? What does that mean? We go straight to the source. 
What does that mean? It means we don't exist because existence. What does it mean? That we become more of an integral part of the rabbinic And So what does that mean? So it means we have more unknown, we have more... What does that mean? We exist more. We exist more. We exist more. Oh, no, you see the difference in your words and mine. I'm saying, if God, if the Ainsworth is existence itself, that's perfect. And and that's why Dvekas, what do I have to be attached to him for? Or rather, what does the attachment do for me? Well, it becomes more of him. What's him? Existence. That means I actually exist more. What does that mean? We don't know. You see, that's what you notice what Chazal say. Very interesting, the lotion of Chazal. And that seems they to say, what? That's very that's pleasurable. That's very pleasurable. Yes, why? Because to be more is gr- the greatest of all pleasures. Why? Yes. Why? Forget about why for a minute. Let me just say like, right? In other words, if we are more part of God, if we are connected with Him more, right, that means we will connect more with His attribute. But his essential attribute, his essence, is being. So we will be more. Now, we don't know what that means. We've never seen that. But we can understand it. That's why Chazal say, It doesn't say, We cannot comprehend it. We can comprehend, but we've never seen something like that. So in that sense, we've never experienced more being. Uh, so therefore, is a place that you are more. You see, the only example I can give for that, the only example I can give for that is imagine one day you wake up, you open up your eyes, and you feel fabulous. It's the ultimate well-being. All the systems, the biological systems, are at peak performance. The energy level, the focus, it's called the zone. (laughs) You're in the zone. You know what to be, it's the zone. The zone is the greatest performance of all. You know when a baseball player is in the zone. You ever see these guys? What? It's perfect. The guy knocks out a home run with ease. And he doesn't even know what's happening, you know? You know, or, or, or the guy is, um, or he's, uh, he's conducting, uh, you know, a conductor is conducting a symphony, you know? And he's, he's in it. He's like, he's not out of it. You ever, if you ever read a book, and all of a sudden you look at the watch, I can't believe three hours passed. Why? Because you almost, you merged with the book. It's like you and the book became one. So, so you lost all feeling of, you know, of other, outer existence. existence. It's like, you, <laughs> that, I'm a that, that's, I'm a what? I'm a Who? I'm a Pazizza when he had his hand on their, inside reading. I'm not getting When this. he was learning and he, and, he, and he didn't realize he was bleeding. Bravo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's, in psychology, it's called he's in the zone. The zone is a peculiar which they recognize. The zone is when the concentration is so great that you and that which you're focused on become one. That's unbelievable concentration. They, by the way, they say, which is very interesting, they, you know, it's, I once saw there's a theory. You know what an idiot savant is? Yeah. What an idiot savant is? There are guys who are retarded. But they're like there's one guy, in and certainly they're big, you know? I remember I once saw that there was a guy, a guy that it was never Achmanus, you know? So, so, there was, he's an idiot savant, you know, he's a guy, you know? So, he was, whatever. He can't so, he, his own shoes, but he can play the great One day he sat down, he was just, you know, he's an idiot savant, you know? And all of a sudden he hears the radio, right? And he hears Tchaikovsky Piano Concerto Number One. Magnificent concerto, right? And also, the guy is an idiot savant, 
walks over to the piano and plays the Tchaikovsky piano concerto number one. He never played a thing in his life and let alone memorize that concerto. That's an idiot savant. Uh, and he, so the Shai says, how do they do it? I mean, you know, how do they do it? There was an Indian woman, for instance, that you could tell her 489,689 times 3,489,000,000, and then out comes the answer. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So there's a theory, all kinds of theories, how this works. One of the theories is that somehow, because they're idiots, <coughs> or because they don't folk, what, what's our problem? Our problem is we have, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there's over 100 trillion sensations entering the mind, the brain, at any given instant. I don't know if you realize that. No, not, I don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> so the Shaila, because why? why if you would, there's a hundred. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. There's 125 million cones in the retina, each one receiving a light, light particle, which means that there's 125 million nerve impulses going to the brain. Yes? That's just the eye. You know, you don't realize that. We're sitting here, but, but on the skin, there are millions of nerve endings. Each one holding one piece of information, right? If I put my hand here, it's not just I feel the table. The, the hand itself has millions of nerve endings. Each one is receiving a signal. The brain can take all of that and interpret it instantly. I mean, you have no idea what the brain does. It's beyond belief. Because you think, well, I'm just looking at it. Wait a minute, look at it. I got 125 million connectors out there. And each one has one point of information. Yet the brain's got to put it all together into one vision. You have any idea what that is? There's no computer that can do that. <coughs> uh, so the shine is this. Wait a minute. Uh, you know, if the brain took all of the information and put it into our mind, we go after out of our mind. We can't process that information. Uh, so this, I think it's the medulla oblongata, which is the third brain, right? That has a special piece in it that filters out everything except the brain knows what to pick out in its essence. It's beyond belief what this thing does, you know? And so on. And that's the human mind. It's beyond belief what the brain can do and so on, you know? Um, why was I saying this? Savant. Oh, so they say the idiot savant can focus in the zone. Why was I talking about this? They block out everything. No, more just it's too much of more. Ah, okay. So the concept of the zone is where you are so in it, everything else disappears. That's a very difficult state to reach. Well, that's one thing. Why won't we reach it? Because we have so much input into the brain. In terms of what is, we don't even have that. But the little input we have is always disturbing us. It's always distracting us. That's why it's hard to concentrate on Gemara. It's hard to concentrate because there's so many pieces of information into the brain that it's a struggle to keep them out and so on, you know? But a guy who's in the zone somehow mastered that for that instant time. He's in the zone, means somehow he's able to push out everything and just, it's like a laser beam where it takes all kinds of light rays and puts it to one beam and that can go right through steel. You see, that's called the zone, okay? Uh, and, and so on, to get into that, you know? Uh, I will have a person who wakes up. That's where you Oh, uh, well-being, that's it. I, I'm, I'm so many ways over. I'm so far away from that. Okay, yeah. Imagine a guy gets <coughs> up in the morning, right? And all of a sudden, every system of his body is 
working to its people. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? And he jumps out of bed and he screams and says, Wow, another day! <laughs> and it's on a Monday. <laughs> exactly, it's on a Monday. You know, now, all of a sudden, you know, sometimes we feel life. Like, we feel it in a way different, you know what I'm saying? That's called well-being. We don't have those things too often, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, in the Mahabha, but if you could exist, so well-being is the best way I can describe of feeling more existence. Even though it's not more existence, it's just better, better things working better. But it's the best way I can say you exist more, you know? The concept of, well, in fact, the word well-being, it's being well, right? But in the Mahabha, it's not being well, it's being more. And how, how can we exist more? And the answer is because we attach to a being that is being. You see, that's the beauty of it. What Vegas does is it allows you to attach, which means that there's an unsymptom of the Ein Soif, or whatever comes down to us, where we actually exist more. The Hanor of that is beyond description. There's a certain pleasure in existing more. Now remember, we don't know what that means. That's what I mean, I know what so. I can master what it is, I can understand what it is to be more. I've never experienced it, I have no idea what the experience is like. You is see? This, is this like the Nishami Yisera on Shabbos? No. The Nishami Yisera is different. It's where it's serious, it's where your ruach is activated, where you can look into Olim Yitzira. Without getting into that, so it's different. <coughs> Although that would bring you greater hasogas. <coughs> but I'm not talking about greater hasogas. I'm talking about being more. We don't know what that is. You see? Well, so in Habo, and it makes sense. Because think about it. What's the greatest gift you have? Bar none. To be. The greatest gift the Bunchman can ever give you is you are. What happens if he wants to increase that gift? <clears throat> Why does the Bunch have to give you a gift which is external to that, which means to have a pleasure? Why not just increase the existence itself? Wouldn't that be better? But how could you have that? How could you Got have it? See, the logic here. live together with an ain't soy for the outside. Enter, you should enter, you should destroy it. No, because you're right. Why does the Torah begin with the word base? Because there will always be a symptom of the ain't soy. However, even after the symptom, there's an infinite amount of dargas of being. After the symptom, you see. So you can never merge into the Ain Soif because you would become the Ain Soif. What? When the Hamadu Chasufa is fixed, Yeah, but the level you go up is greater being, not a greater experience, more pleasure, whatever that you got, you know? Yeah. Oh, you know, not a place where you get a better steak, you know, or you travel to China. I mean, whatever you're into these days, you know what I'm saying? That's not what it is. You know, Ruchnius is greater being. Less obstacles. Less physicality. The, when I say connect with God, what do you connect to? Being. That is the greatest gift. So why does the Boshim have to well, give you being? Well, that's all part of what it says in the Anamanam. Shabari is Boshim, Yes. Yes. In other words, when you become unsymptomized, you become more like the Venezuelan, which is No, that's a negative. I'm giving you a positive thing. 
But right? that is a negative. The goof is a negative. It's an obstacle. It's an obstacle. Correct. It's so when impediment. you become unsymptomized, you're transcending that obstacle. But then what are you transcending into? Into uh, a davarachni. What is that? Whatever it is. Well, I'm telling you what it is. <laughs> it's part of, it's more... Uh, more what? Ish, more existence. What does that mean? Oh. More existence. You finally Which said. we also don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do know. You see, the funny thing is, yeah. I know what existence is because I exist. But I don't, I don't know what it is to have more of it. Right. I don't know. Uh, that's why it says I can massacre it, but I've never seen it. I know it was so. It doesn't say moyach haven. <laughs> I, I have never beheld, yeah, you're right, I've never seen it, but I can understand because I have existence, I experience it at some level, I exist. <coughs> you know but I don't want us to have more. And that's the greatest gift of all. So you ask yourself, well, what do, can the Russian give me that's phenomenal? And the answer is, more existence, because that anyway is the greatest gift. So just give me more of it, I don't need anything else. I'm sorry, give me a better steak. You know, medium rare or whatever you call it. That's not what does it for me. But you want to give me a gift card? Give me more being, whatever that is. But this is fine. You get that name, how about? Look at the eminent uh, elegance of this. That's who he is. That's his greatest gift. And the Haba is what he's going to give you. Now, of course, with more existence will be things that have existence which give you pleasure. That's going to come anyway. But the greatest gift of all is the existence per se. It's a greater quantity of the quality called existence. And that's why Chazal say, Ayinoi Rosa. Doesn't say, Ayinoi Musuk, That's the hint in Chazal, you see. And, and, and I believe, although this is my idea, I've never seen this, so you can write it off. You can dismiss the thing out of hand. But if you really think about it, that's the greatest gift he's ever given you, is to be. There's nothing that beats it. Doesn't adult have more existence than a child? Say again? Doesn't adult have more existence than a child? No, he has great perception of reality. But that's not more? It is more. It's, a little, it, it, it's, it's more in... in, in, in um, it's a greater quality of the attribute, a greater quantity in the attribute. Yeah, but but it doesn't exist more unless you say that I can feel I exist more if I'm operating better. That's the well-being. Guy jumps up in the morning and says, wow, another day. Well, it's not because he exists more. It's just that whatever he is, is just functioning in his own. Mm -hmm. So he feels unbelievable. It's still quantity, not quality. It's still quantity and not the quality itself, correct. But I believe in Eidim Habor, there's a qualitative distinction, or rather quantitative distinction in the existence itself. Because that is the greatest gift. And in the end, Ein Sof is being. That's why it's perfect. You see, uh, so therefore, we now understand the what's called the the development or the evolution of the Rebbeinu as he comes down and ultimately reveals himself to us. So it's really the Ein Soif that has a Tzimtzum, right? And the Tzimtzum creates a hollow that can be a Zulosoi, that can be an other being. But even then, God manifests himself in that in a much lower way, right? And then, then there's a world called Odom Kadmoin, which is Odom Habo, and his Gilo is much less. And then there's Atsilis, where the Gilo is much less than that. And so on, until you get to this world, there's no Gilo at all. Except this, there was a, a great Gilo, better than we have now, by the, by the Beis Hamikdash. But that disappeared. What about Harsinai? 
That was the greatest of all illusions. What did we that see? Was, that was it. Unknown. Nobody knows. All you know is what this Rashi says. That's what the Ikad Gil of Harsinai was in El Mavadoi. And if you look at Rashi, Rashi says that he opened up the heavens and he all showed him. He showed them. On the level of El What? It was on the level of El Mavadoi? Probably less. Because El Mavadoi doesn't exist yet. We need to change El Mavadoi back into El Mavadoi. Is that why it was Parson Shmasan? Yes, sure. He died. Because yeah, yeah, else they wouldn't have been able to, to see it if they would have been alive. They no, the death was a no. They must master this before they died, not after they died. The death was the consequences of the giloi, <coughs> right? So they saw it while they were alive. Yeah. They so died. why did they die? You know, when you see, imagine if somebody shows you a world that is so unbelievably hanor. You know, then the shama couldn't tolerate the bond, but the bonds of the of the goof. You mean the Shem wanted to be dovuk to that place? Exactly. Ben Azai. Ben Azai died because he had such a rapture. That's why he died in the, in the Pardes. Ben Azai died. He had such a he had such a unbelievable connection. We were talking about the brain is over, well, we it was overload. The brain, so it was overload. It was overload. Yeah, it was overload. But it was overload with such an unbelievable experience. <laughs> he couldn't hack it. So he just died. His, however, a heart gave way. It was just like, you know, just an overload. I mean, it was a, you know, Rabbi Kiva was obviously much more fit, he can handle and so on, so obviously he didn't die, but whatever. But, um, so, therefore, what we see very interesting is Ilum Hazer, how it fits beautifully into the whole concept of Adam Kadmoin, or how that fits beautifully into the symptom, into the Ain but remember, Atzmuso is beyond the Ain We don't know who the version is. The Torah is a description of Ilum Hazer, excuse me, of this Bria, and the Bria includes <coughs> Ainsoif, Tsimsum, Hollow, all the five dimensions, the Shama, Adam, it includes all that. But he <coughs> is not part of that. Does Ainsoif as a Nivra has self-awareness? That's a very good question. It, it would seem it does. Oh. Uh, you see, it's hard to know, is that, a, is that a... Does your suit have an awareness of you? I don't think so. You don't think so? Because your suit doesn't talk back to you. Yeah. So your suit is nothing more than what? Than an appendage of you. But it's not you. Doesn't have doesn't have consciousness. So that's that's a, that's a good question. Does that answer if I have consciousness? Or is the unconscious nothing more than a filter of God? It's an interesting question. I mean it's not clear. We can't it's say not clear, no. Because sometimes if you look in Kabbalah, the spheres have intelligence and sometimes they're just forces. Which are they? Are they beings that have intelligence, or are they just forces that are manipulated by the angels? Is, is, is replete with, with you know, they like say energy. It. Energy doesn't have consciousness. Yeah. It's part of you. Because yeah, they talk about like the sun said this, this mountain said that. So but that no, that's the malach behind it. So maybe this is all. No, that's the malach. All things have a malach that represent it. When the sun is talking, it's not the sun. The sun is a glowing object of radioactivity. You know what I'm saying. So what's the first thing? The malach behind the sun. That can talk. <coughs> the sun is the manifestation. A malach controls the whole object. Of the sun. What's the first nivra that clearly has self-awareness? Uh, the highest malach. The highest. Oh. They would have self-awareness. Yes. But be higher than that, probably not. Yeah? No, there's no consciousness about that. The but that's the clear. That's not the clear. 
the origin is higher than what Luchim is. Yeah, we come right out of the spheres. Do you see a cover? They don't. Do you see a cover? Yeah, which is an Oedem Bria. But they are much higher. The Shama is, is the greatest Nivra ever made. And the, the greatest are, thing ever made. The spheres are part of the Ainsoth? The, the spheres, the yes. They, they, after the Tzimtzum, out come the spheres. In the Ainsoth, yeah. Why only after the Tzimtzum? Because the spheres can be, because the spheres can be quantified. Ainsoth cannot be quantified. Is all this in the ten. How does, is that relation with the Kav? With the spheres? Oh, so the Kav, where did you learn all this Kabbalah lingo? Is all this in the Zaya? Whatever you're saying is Ramchal. All I'm saying? Yeah. It's Ramchal. Where does he take it from? Kabbalah. The Zaya. Where do we learn Kabbalah from? The Zaya is the source of Kabbalah, no? Ari. Ari takes it from the Zaya. Ari takes it from the Zaya. So the Zaya is ultimately the source. Ultimately the source, yes. And the Bahir, and, and the Sefer Bahir, and the Sefer Echovos. There's several sources of Kabbalah, not just the Zoya. There are sources before the Zoya. But the, the Ari is from all of them. He, the Ari is the great, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, disseminator. He's certainly disseminator. He's the great expositor. The Ari is the great expositor of the Kabbalah. The he greatest the ultimate, of all. The ultimate well, he's the expositor. Expositor, he exposes the meaning of the Zoya. There's no con nobody rivals him or contemporary? No, there are people who are before him, but they don't rival him. Like the Ramak, Rabbi Kodavero. You know, and then, wow. You guys are here, you know, you guys don't even realize you're here. You guys are in the zone. <laughs> so I'll tell you the story. Ramchal writes in the Chodkum Akubal. So what? Oh, wait, the Ramchal brings this story. Ramchal for Vital, it's cute. Ramchal Vital had a dream. Ramchal Vital is the greatest Talmud of the Ari. Right? Ramchal Vital. So he had a dream. The dream was, and he's the greatest Talmud of the Ari. He's the one who wrote the Kisvi Ari, based on his Rebbe. The Ari wrote very little. So he had a dream. Rabbi Moshe Kodavero, the Ramak, came to him in a dream. And so Rabbi Chaim Vital asked him, um, whose Kabbalah do they learn in Shemayim? Because the Ramak was before the Ari. And he wrote Kabbalah and so on. But the Ari came and he changed, whatever. Not they changed, he magnified it. So he asked them, whose Kabbalah do they learn? So the Ramak said, they learn the Ari's. So he said to Rabbi Chaim Vital, asked him, why do you learn the Ari's? What's the problem here? Is yours wrong? You're wrong and he's right? He says, no, that's not the problem. It's not that I'm wrong. I'm elementary. I'm elementary. The Ari is the full treatment, the advanced, sophisticated treatment of Kabbalah that the Ramak was not zeichet to, nor the Ramban. All them who pre... The pre-Lurianic, that's what it's called. Pre-Lurianic, pre luria uh, uh, a lot of pre, you know, Yitzhak uh, Sagi, uh, they were in the Kabbalah, but they were not Zoycha to know what the Ari knew. And the only reason why the Ari knew it because they had Gil Elio. That's why he knew it. You know, if Elio wasn't Makal that, how would he ever figure this out? So he had Gil Elio when he was very young, and he died when he was 38. But he, for 10 years, he was on an island in Egypt because his uncle was a Shreya. He married his niece, uh, his uncle, whatever. 
and he lived on an island. His uncle was very rich. He lived on an island, the Ari. He used to go the whole week, stay on the island, he used to learn Kabbalah. He had Gilead at home. And then at a certain age, when he was 36, which is interesting, the, the, the Elio came over to him and said, excuse me, you got to get out of here. You need to go to Tzfas. You need to leave Egypt. He was in Egypt all the years. His Chavrusa was the uh, Shittim and Kabetzas. Salah Ashkenazi. It was Chavrusa. Interesting, huh? But anyway, so he said, you have to go to Tzfas. Why Tzfas? Because you have to... There's a guy that you have to teach it to him. Chaim Vital. so that's why he had to leave. He went to Tzfas, and he taught it to Chaim Vital. So nobody knew who the Ari was when he came. Very interesting, you know, nobody knew. That's what the Ramah, so the Ari used to sit and learn by Ramah. He was a Tawan of Ramah for a short while. And the Ramah Shukhadavera died, and they wanted to bury him in a certain place in Tzfas, and the Ari said, excuse me, guys, you can't bury him here, because I see that there's an Amud de Nura. The column of fire that goes to one or two in a generation is in that spot, not here. So you've got to remove him to that spot. Well, they obviously found out who the Ari was, because, uh, you know, either he was hallucinating or he saw it, you know. So they realized who this man was and so on. It's funny, even Rabchaim Vital, when he, when he, he didn't with the Ari, Rabchaim Vital was a tremendous makubal besides the Ari. So he said, who's this guy? Who's the Ari? I know more than him. I don't have to learn from him. You know? So he went over to Ari and he figured, I'm going to ask him a kasha, Kabbalah, let's see what he knows. So Reb Chaim Khan said to him, I want to ask you something. So the Ari said, stop. So he told him what he wants to ask him and he gave him all the answers. So then he knew that this was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> a Rebbe who can tell you what your question is and answer on the spot, that's your Rebbe. So what's the Ramchal do that was it. the Ari? Oh, so after the Ari, but the problem with the Ari was he never wrote anything down. It was never written down? It wasn't written down. But Vital, but not the Ari. All we have is the writings of Rabchaim Vital, the Kisvi Ari, right. is all from Rabchaim Vital. So basically. what did Ramchal do over Wait. I appreciate your zeal. Um, so what happened, but the problem was that the Ari wrote in Mishalom, code. All these words of Simpson and all that, it really refers to ideas which are code form, right? So what happens is there's certain people that expanded on the code, which is called the mushal, but what the Ramchal did is he was the first one to expose the ninchal, what these things refer to. So the beauty of the Kabbalah of the Ramchal is that it exposes the mushal of the Ari, and it says, what does it refer to? So that's why the Derech Hashem, the Das Tunis, is really Kabbalistic, except it's written in the ninchal form where we can understand it. You know, all these words can be translated back into the original terminology called Kabbalah. You see, and Ramchal wrote a lot of Kabbalahs from. But here, in this Derech Hashem Das Funus, my Machochma, certain son, is the actual translation in the, you know, it's in, from the code into its analog form where you can understand it. So, that's what the beauty of the Ramchal. That's why the Ramchal is not a Makubal. He is a Makubal in the actual transmission process to Kali Yisrael. You see, he's actually in the Gilui. It's like Rabbi Akiva wasn't a Tana. He was in the chain of transmission itself. That's what Ramachal is. He's in the chain of transmission itself. You see, so the great expositors of the Ari, as Ramachal, is the Goy in the Grob, and you have the Rishash, and so on. You have certain people who are the great expositors. 
And then, of course, the one who took the Ariz and made it into the Avoidah is the Barsham. He made the Avoidah, he took the, the that's what, what, that's what Hasidus really is, where he took the Kabbalah and he, right, and he made it applicable to the Avoidah itself. That's what the Barsham did. So it's Kabbalah's Ari translated or transformed into a void of form. And why would the Vilna Gaon disagree with that? With who? Oh, the Balshan Gaon. Well, because, uh, you know, uh, he had certain things which he obviously felt was dangerous. He brought it to the masses. And, uh, well, you know, that you, even if you're an Ovid and you're not learning the way, you know, the, the, the Gaon was learning. What do you mean? I, I, what kind of a void is it if you don't learn? But he I mean, wait, 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 wait. Lamaisa, but he made it Lamaisa. Isn't the tackles of, of learning to make it lamaisa? That's not the argument. The problem is there's no learning. But there's got to be a medrash, doesn't it? Right? You're right. But if there's no medrash, the problem was he obviously felt that the Vashem was emphasizing the maisa, right? And there was no medrash before that. That's dangerous. Now, of course, it's not true. But these were, the, these were they, they said there was all Lush and Har being spread. Look, Hasidim fought amongst themselves. I mean, there was huge fights between sons and rich, whatever the fights were. There were fights going on all day. Today's day, there are fights going on in Hasidim. Who's the Rebbe? Whatever. But that's where it is. That's the Sultan is always busy involved, you know? But anyway, that's a, you know, so on. So the Ari was the, one of the greatest expositors of Kabbalah, from the Zoya. And of course, Rabbi Shimon was the introduction. And what Rabbi Shimon knew is only one-fifth of what Rabbi Akiva knew. All these five Tamidim took from Rabbi Akiva. Can you imagine what Rabbi Akiva knew? All of them. And the Ari took from Rabbi Akiva? No, the Ari took from the Zoya, okay. which is a text, most of which was written by Rabbi Shimon. Not all of the Zoya is Rabbi Shimon. Not all of the Zoya. Shimbar Yochai. Yeah. And he learned it from Rabbi Akiva? Who? From Shimbar Yochai? Yeah, he was a Talmud from Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva taught him the Zoya, actually? Yeah, yes, correct, yes. Yeah. Well, what yeah. was he doing in the cave? Yes. Well, that's Gilead Yo. That's different. That's a different source. Maybe he got more than We don't know, but he certainly got more than his father, Pinchas Ben Yoya. Says before he went to the cave, uh, he would ask. Pinchas Ben Yoya was an unbelievable kodesh. The sea split for him. What are we talking about here, right? Pinchas Ben Yoya, that's buried in Sfas down the bottom, never had enough from anybody, right? So it says before Shimon went into the cave, right? If he'd ask Pinchas Ben Yoya a question, he'd, he'd, he'd give him seven answers, I think, or ten answers. For every question Rabbi Shimon asked. When he came out of the cave, if Rabbi Pinchas Ben Yoyah asked a question, Rabbi Shimon would give his father-in-law, that was his father-in-law, he'd give him seven or ten answers, you know. Obviously, a cave makes a difference. What can I say, you know? But anyway, that's, that's essentially, uh, but, so in, in, many, in many instances, so we've covered the basic structure of the fundamental fabric of Judaism, which who is God? And from that, you can now begin to understand Kabbalah, where Kabbalah enters, with the Ain Soif, which is a nivra from Atzmusoy, and that's the Tzimtzum. In order to create Izulosoy in potential, that's the Cholol. And then the Bosham Kav, he enters, then God enters that. Whatever. <laughs> you get to the Kav. You get into the Kav and the Rishimoy, the concept of Kav and Rishimoy, you get into the, the, the spheres, and you have spheres to Gulam, spheres to Yosha. Yet that, then you get the Kabbalah already, real, you know, the real mechanism of the Bria. But what, this is a, a very important introduction. Next year? <laughs> Next week I won't be here. I have a bar mitzvah, Nancy. Thursday, it will be Thursday.
Oh, but this Thursday, let me announce yeah. again, yeah. This, this Thursday is the Ramchal Shir. <laughs> Base Kalem. Thank you to everybody. Nine, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock it begins, you don't want to miss it. I'm going to be talking about an event that occurred, by the way, on that night of Yisoyed Shabi Yisoyed, which is Amolek, attacked the Jews in Rafidim on that night, which is very interesting. Yeah, it's very, that's that night, right? That's Chazal, Amedish. Amedish, yeah, it's Amedish, yeah. It's Amedish, yeah. I don't know if it's Rabo, Zuta, whatever it is, but who says that Yisoyed Shabi Yisoyed, which makes sense, is when Amolek attacked. So my shear is about the premise of Amolek, who he really is. What is it about him that God hates so much? That you destroy every man, woman, and child. There's a tremendous genius. And you'll understand that. you understand many things from that. And what's the paradox that he happens to come from Timna, who wanted to be a Pelegish yeah. of Avramavinu? In other words, she was, she was actually, she had a, a palace madrega. She wanted to be, she was a princess, and she would... Yeah, do anything. If she couldn't make a, a be a princess a, a wife, she would would have been a Malay. Exactly. So why did after from her come to Samaria? So all this You're gonna speak about that? Yes. I'm gonna speak up much more than that. Much more than that. It's a it's, it's a fascinating shia. What? Yes. It goes into many, many ideas, but the it answers and many questions. And Alifash wasn't all that bad either. Yeah, we just wanted to kill Yaakov. No, he wanted, be, he wanted to listen to, to his father Yisro. Yeah. Said, even even if a man killed, I'd rather. Plus, like, is not a Malik, and he doesn't come from Tim. But a Malik is is his son. Is is Alifas his son? Yes, Alifas son. It says a Malik is the grandson of Alifas. Tim had Alifas. Yes. Tim had Alifas. So. If you want to be notified when the shear is, you need to give your email uh, so you can be text to uh, Eliezer. Eliezer. Please give your email to Eliezer. He will then text you when there's a shear. Because I'm not here every week until I move here. Next week you know. Oh yeah, by the way, oh, wait a minute, wait. Next week I won't be here, and in two weeks is Shavuos. So obviously I'm not going to give a shear Saturday night, unless you all ask him to drive here. I'm joking. Uh, but so obviously, what? I, will, I intend to be, if you guys want a method shear, then walk to Tamarind Park. Because I may give a method shear. Tamarind Park is from here. It's Joe Parker. Joe Parker Road. It's on, I might do that, but I think I'll be giving a message here because I don't want to. When, when, when? Yeah. The whole night. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. This is called Derech Hashem Be'iyun. That's what it looks like. What? Right? It sure looks like it, right? Yeah, most people would have been five o'clock in my head already. And I'm still on the first couple of lines there. The lake with Derech Halim. Yeah, oh, that's a compliment. I don't know. I hope it's so. I think okay. it's like this. It's a liquid. Okay, see you guys. Uh, so remember, if you want to be notified, you need to give your email, whatever you have, so he can text you, and you'll be notified every time I come. Because I don't live here yet, 
So, you know, I'm not always hearing this kind of stuff. Also, another thing, which also is a problem, Mitzvah Shabbos is getting later and later. And I noticed many people came after quarter after 10. Obviously, quarter after 10 is not realistic anymore. So, you know, right now it's 25 after 12. Obviously, everybody, I can only take that as a compliment. <laughs> why, why would anybody crazy enough to stand here? That's your That's your I haven't seen anybody that do that. And they don't even do 12 pairs. In the zone. I think therefore I am. I'm joking. I am therefore I think. That's what he meant. Cognito ergo cogito. I think therefore I am. That's the they can't. But that's wrong. I am therefore I think. Well, yeah, but how do I know? I am because I think right. in the process of thinking I know I exist. He's right. That's how I know I exist because I can think, and in order to think you have to exist. That's how I know I am. He's right. They can't was right. Is that what he meant? No existence. Performance. Being. Faculty. The more I'm connected to Hashem, isn't it true that the more I should not exist really? Because I mean, I know my mother. The more I connect to my mother, I'm not here. So there's a certain. How is it more existence should be less existence? The question. Obviously, there's a certain barrier that you cannot cross. There would always be a symptom in front of you. However, you can connect, there's an infinite series of connections, but you can never penetrate. What was the direction? The direction is, I'm le I should be, I less exist, I exist less. That should be direction, because I'm connected more to, to, to something that so I cannot exist. No, 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 I'm again, it exists more and more, but there will always be that sense. Always. To, but it That's cannot be, just as I made it really it should be the other way around. The more I connect, I should be less, not more. Is there his individual yes. yes. the, the more you are him, the less is you. Right. It doesn't work that way. It's, 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 it's a nice whatever it is. It shouldn't be that way. But that's what it is. It's a that protects your being from disappearing. Or else it cease. But even that, even if you could go all the way, it would only be into the Ainsoy. It's not God. Right, right. Remember. I would become an ace of answer, whatever that means. But that's a nivra. That's the right. most you could become. Ah, so, it, become so is, it, is it possible to become an answer? No, because he's. I should stop recording. No, the answer is the answer is ainoid mavadoi. You can't. The answer doesn't have a zulosoi. No, but if it's a self-awareness, I mean, why can't I become one? I mean, no, you can't because it doesn't have a zulosoi. Don't you understand? It doesn't have zulosoi, but no, it is zulosoi relative to. Symptom allows the zulosoi. So you cannot break out of that symptom of Zulosoi. No, but it has its yeah. own uh, consciousness. I mean, so it's Zulosoi in relation to Atmosa. Uh, so, so. But there's no word before it, unless there's a... See, we don't know what goes before an insight. There's no... Yeah. Vocabulary is just, you know... Who's Shem Havai refer to? Insight or Atmosa? Insight. Nothing refers to that. So when it says in the post, like, we are like, you must call Hashem also. That's yeah. a, that's the ancient. Who, who, who made it? Well, it's it's asmusoi in the form of ainsoif. If you want to look at it that way, so we dive in with that. It's asmusoi revealing himself as ainsoif. Asmusoi can have a form. It, it's not a form. It's a thing. It's a it's something. It, it is. It's a being. Ainsoif yeah, is a being. Ainsoif is. Is there any connection between asmusoi and ainsoif? Who? No connection between them. No, nothing. No. So it's not it's not it's not but revealing yourself no, in this way. No, but the, he wants you. <clears throat> Your connection to him is through Ainsoif. There's no other way. But Ainsoif is infinite. It's shalom. It's it's beyond. So so, so who so so Eskol Shalos means who the 
you want to say that too much, say, through this the form of insight. The Bria. The Bria, but that doesn't include the insight. Sure it does. That's what the, the, the insight created. No, the insight itself is a Nibra. A Nibra, but that's not what it's talking about. But yeah, look, Kim has also in the form of insight, no? It's, it's, I mean, it doesn't have to include the, the, that first step to insight itself, the creation of insight. In no, because even insight conforms to Taif. That's why insight is existence, because somehow the concept of existence is Taif. Well, I can tell you. The way we perceive it, anyway. More than that, gotta ask God. We perceive it as good. Why is it not physical? Doesn't say Gareth Hashem there will be a physical world, uh, lost and lower? How is it here in this year? Because huh? I give it. I'm always curious how do people, what's the experience people have when More existence. Oh, no, it's like shocking. That's what people like. Uh, was it shocking? I feel more existence, really. Yeah, heavy. So, was it shocking? Like, was it like, wow? Like, what kind of experiences listen to this? No, tell me. I, I mean, I give it. I just no more, more existence. Yeah, that's what it is. Is it? What would be the bottom? Like, is this what like people take drugs? Is this like the experience they feel like more yeah. existence? That's yeah. what it is. That's the high. So when you high is. More focus, more zone, yeah. zone more. So having more, somehow, more, what it really is, it's an intensification of feeling. You know, you could be happy, or you could be ecstatic. It's feeling. So it's ecstasy. Why do you it's have chemical, to it's a chemical ability to become ecstatic. That's all it is. So, so why do you have to take that extra step to say it's more existence? Because there's the regular The consequence is more unknown. The fact is more existence. Got it? The situation is more existence that leads to more love. That is a result or a 